the beauty of having midterms is very similar to short terms is you can make your price whatever you want. In the following month, if it's vacant, you can set your price whatever you want and so forth. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Hey, it's Sarah Larby, your host to Where Should I Invest? And today I'm going to be reviewing my seven main reasons why I'm pivoting a lot of my rentals to the midterm rental strategy, and it is becoming by far my new favorite rental strategy. So that is what we're going to cover today. Seven reasons why midterm rentals is my new favorite rental strategy. But before we do that, Dahlia from Streetwise Mortgages has some updates for you on what's happening in the market from a financing standpoint. Dahlia, over to you. Hi, I'm Dahlia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages. Today, I would like to share with you a lender update that you will benefit from as a real estate investor especially during these times where interest rates are higher. HSBC is one of Canada's largest banks and is now a player in the mortgage broker channel and is an available lender to a few select brokers, including Streetwise Mortgages. As a lender, HSBC is worth taking note of as a real estate investor for many reasons. Number one, they are investor friendly. They actually offer rentals in a holding company and the do lines of credits on rental properties. Number two, they are okay with investors who have larger portfolios up to 12 properties and they will finance up to five properties for you. Number three, they use what's called an 80% rental outback, meaning they will take 80% of the rental income on your rental properties and add it as income on your mortgage application. This obviously helps your deal from a number standpoint and helps with qualification. Several lenders on the street today take 50% of the rental income. So HSBC takes 80%. Number four, if you have a secured line of credit, with another financial institution. They will only factor the balance on that line of credit and not the limit. This is actually a big one. Several lenders on the street um, will take the line of credit limit. Let's say you have a line of credit for $200,000, a secured line of credit, and you only used $50,000 of that secured line of credit. Some lenders on the street will assume that you have used that entire 200000 and they will factor a payment at higher rates and shorter amortizations to account for on the mortgage application, where HFBC will only take into consideration what you have actually used. This is a big one as it can quickly eat into the numbers on a mortgage application. Number five. HFBC is known to be one of the lowest rate players on the market. They are offering great rates on both primary residences and rental properties. So depending on the rate you currently have, this can lower your monthly payment and can also save you on your annual interest payments. And lastly, HFBC's variable rate product 
is a product where your monthly payment stays stable. It stays fixed as Prime changes. And when Prime goes up, more of that payment goes towards interest versus principal where the payment stays stable. So this will give you that peace of mind that your payment will stay stable for quite some time. And if Prime goes down in 2024, which is what the market foresees happening in 2024, you will benefit from the rate reductions at that point. Right now, HSBC is also offering a cash back bonus up to $5,000 for clients who are looking to switch their mortgages from other financial institutions, whether it's a rental property or a primary residence. As long as the mortgage application goes into the system by February 24 of 2023 and the deal closes within 120 days. So if you're looking to explore better options, better rate options to save or to reduce cash flow pressures, whether it's on your primary residence or a rental, uh, and you're looking to position yourself to benefit from future rate reductions, but also have that peace of mind that your payments are not going to go up, then HSBC may be a great option for you right now. In order to explore this option and to discuss the suitability, uh, book a short discovery call with one of our senior advisors at Streetwise Mortgages by emailing us at info at streetwisemortgages.com or go to our website at streetwisemortgages.com and contact us. Awesome. Thanks so much. And guys, reach out to Dahlia and her team at Streetwise Mortgages for a lot more insights. So we're going to talk today about the seven reasons why midterm rentals is my new favorite rental strategy. Again, there's lots of strategies out there. There's lots of real estate investing strategies, such as the Burr, wholesaling, rent to own, developments, buy and hold, pre-construction, the Burr, et cetera, et cetera. But ultimately, there's also strategies in the rental strategy. You can do long-term rentals with tenants that are there for a year or more. You can do short-term, which is under 28 days. You can do midterm, that is essentially month-to-month, 30-plus days. But usually, it's going to be anywhere between a month to six months. That is the sweet spot for midterm rentals. And if you haven't checked out our new website, check it out, midtermrentalproperties.com. It is a platform that has a lot of resources, but also we are acquiring guests and we are pairing them up with investors along the way so that you can get some midterm rental guests in your units. So here are seven reasons why I like this strategy. But before we get into that, I do want to talk about who the majority of these guests would probably be. I mean, I've been doing this for, I want to say about three, four years Uh, applying some units to midterm. Again, I do short-term, I do long-term, but I've been doing midterm for about, I would say three, four years. And a lot of my guests were either through my network, uh, referrals, businesses, uh, or through platforms. And a lot of these guests were actually homeowners Um, homeowners that were either in the middle of construction, so they don't want to live in the dust doing their own rentals at their house, so they needed a place for like a month or more. Some clients have been companies that have 
um, salespeople as an example, or executives or employees, and they rented a house and they wanted each employee to have a bedroom. Uh, and the corporation themselves actually did a contract. Uh, we did a contract with them and the company paid. Um, other guests that I've had in the past were a lot of people doing relocations. So they bought something and they closed on their uh, current house and they were like in between moves. Um, I've had guests who were waiting for their pre-construction property that they were moving into to be done and they had sold their place and there was a gap in between. So I've had many of those guests, um, you know, and I find that they're like really awesome because many of them are professionals, they're employees, they're executives. Um, they are people that have homes that are not going to be necessarily life for tenants. And for places like Ontario, where we have a very little control when it comes to the rules and the regulations, this could be really a good sweet spot. Um, and also because I think this is going to be probably in the next two years everywhere, there's a lot of bylaws that uh, are happening in many municipalities. And I don't think that it's far-fetched to say that probably in two years from now, or three years from now, possibly the majority of the country is going to have some bylaws against, you know, people doing 28 day stays or less. Um, you might have to use your own home only. You might be able to only do it for a certain amount of time. Anyways, every municipality right now has some different rules, but it's possible that at one point they say no more, no more short term rentals. Um, and so what do you want to pivot to? And in some markets, maybe long term does make sense. Um, and in some other markets, or depending on the cost of your property per month, you may not want to lose money by putting a long-term tenant in there, and you may want to keep the control. And so um, I'm going to talk to you about seven reasons why I still like this strategy, but a lot of the time, you know, those are going to be the guests, is the guests that are going to be in between homes for different reasons. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, just want to take a moment and introduce you to one of my favorite paralegals, Andrew Chubetta. With over a combined decade of experience, Caveat LLP provides legal assistance for real estate investors and entrepreneurs, primarily practicing in the areas of landlord and tenant law. Caveat LLP is your one-stop shop when dealing with all of your tenant issues. Give them a call for a free consultation at 289-339-1311. That is Caveat LLP. Andrew Chubetta has been instrumental in helping me as a landlord and as a real estate investor, and I'm sure he can help you as well. Again, that's 289-339-1311. And now back to the show. So number one, um, I'm, you know, again, this is not in any particular order, but my number one um, first reason here is the choices of the renters that you have. So for example, um, you know, some of my units, I do offer pets, um, but the fun thing with midterm rentals is you can say no pets, uh, or you can say pets, you can do whatever you want. Um, and you can say no kids if you want. So some of my units, I actually don't do small kids cause it's an adult only property. Um, and some of them I do. So I like the fact that I can essentially choose who, uh, you know, would essentially move into my property and how many people and what I want. And you can't really do that in the long-term market. But for now, this midterm rental option works very, very similar to the short-term. Uh, and it has some additional perks as well. So uh, I like to be able to, you know, have a little bit more control over who my renters are going to be. And I would just say from a midterm rental and short-term rental market, they're not actually called renters, they're called occupants or they're called guests. You probably don't want to call them renters. 
because um, then they can essentially fall into the RTA stuff, which is what you're trying to, you know, mitigate as much as possible. So I call them guests, I call them occupants. And these occupants, if I, you know, also, for example, want them to be homeowners, I can ensure that they're homeowners and understand the reason why they are looking to temporarily stay in my units before I uh, provide the paperwork and we sign a contract. And the paperwork is different. It's not the standard lease. Do not sign a standard lease uh, at all. I do an occupancy agreement. Um, trust me on this one, or you can do it on you know a platform like Airbnb if you want, but you do not want to um, sign a standard lease that you would with a regular long-term tenant with these midterm tenants because it is more of a commercial type of short-term thing. So the renter choices and the ability to really essentially take that renter word and go to, you know, guest choices essentially uh, is really going to be key to having more control. Number two, higher rents and higher cash flow. You know, if I have a unit, for example, I'll take a property that I have, let's just say the top unit's a two bedroom. The two bedroom unit would likely get me um, let's call it 22, 23, 2400 uh, per month on the long-term rental market. That same property rents about five grand a month on the midterm market. Yes, it's furnished. Yes, I pay for the utilities and the internet. However, five grand versus 22 to 24, give or take, is quite a bit more. And so my cash flow is higher, my rents are higher. Um, and that is one of two units in that property. And I think it's in a bit of an economies of scale. So if you could do it with like more than one unit in a property, you're only paying for one internet. You're, you know, you're only paying for certain things. Um, snow and for example, snow removal and lawn care. And you just have to do it once for the same property. So I like to have more than one unit uh, as much as possible per property that's on the midterm or the short term. If you could still do short term, you can do a combo as well. But I like this strategy because obviously the rents are much better because people know that it's all inclusive um, and it's temporary and they're usually in need uh, of something. And most long-term renters, uh, renters and most long-term rentals don't offer furnished all inclusive. They're usually going to be vacant in terms of furniture uh, and it's going to be plus utilities and so forth. And many like landlords out there probably don't want to have somebody moving in for just two, three months. So setting them up uh, with a unit that is geared towards that, people are willing to pay more. They're willing to pay more and they're likely also going to be in a situation where they can. And as we mentioned from the guest uh, choices above point number one, many of them are probably homeowners. Um, they sold, so they might have some cash or uh, they're doing some renovations. So they might have accounted some of that uh, cash to allocate for renting a place, whether it's a hotel or your units. Um, and, uh, you know, it is a great opportunity. And, and sometimes you might get some clients that are, um, that have claimed insurance, like maybe there's a fire or there was a flood in their house and the insurance is paying out for them to stay somewhere else. And many of them choose an option like this instead so that they have a full kitchen and they have a place to work rather than a hotel room. So we are seeing a lot more of that. Um, but higher rents and higher cash flow definitely are a huge reason that I like this strategy. Um, are you going to get, you know, as much cash flow as you would from a short-term rental perspective? Probably not. But again, it's definitely not as hands-on. We'll talk about that in a minute. Number three, the ability to increase the income and the rents with inflation, market demand, and the seasons. 
Um, if you are in an area that is rent controlled, as an example, across Canada, there's a few provinces where you can just raise the rents as you want. And even in the ones that you can, you can only usually do it once a year and you have to give notice and so forth. The beauty of having midterms is very similar to short terms is you can make your price whatever you want. In the following month, if it's vacant, you can set your price whatever you want and so forth. And with seasons in the summer, you can raise it. In the winter, if it's lower, you can decrease it. So you can really, based on demand, uh, do you know whatever you want with your um, cost uh, for the property if somebody wants to rent it, which is really nice. You could do you know 30 days as an example, a certain price, and every day afterwards is X number of dollars per night. Uh, so if somebody wants 45 days as an example, um, you know you can set that up and. The nice thing too is that you know with inflation, like inflation is crazy right now. Um, you know you can increase what you want, and you can increase your weekends if you want to increase your weekends more. You can decrease your you know during the week as an example, and you can then summarize it all at the end. Um, you know depending on how many days they stay. So I like that flexibility. I prefer to have the control over what income I get as much as possible. I'm an investor after all. And so the long-term stuff isn't working as well uh, where I'm investing, which is Ontario, because uh, most of my properties are rent controlled, not the new ones that I'm converting, but many of them that I've had for a while before 2018 are rent controlled, meaning that I can only increase once a year with 90 days notice. And I have to only increase by 2.5%. Well, if inflation is six, seven, eight percent uh, that's not going to work so well. And so a lot of the new properties are going into the midterm market. Yes, it costs a little bit more money to furnish it. Yes, it costs some, you know, setup fee, um, you know, and, and so forth. But to me, it is worth it because it is a long-term play and it is a control uh, ability as well. And I like control. Number four, number four uh, reason is that I like midterm rentals and why it's my new favorite rental strategy is the tenant profile. Um, the tenants that uh, I'm getting are actually not tenants. They are guests and they are often homeowners already of their own. And so that guest profile, they're often working professionals. There are people that have been employed by corporations um, and they're likely in between and they're hopefully going to leave your unit. <laughs> and if they don't, then they can keep renting at whatever that amount per month is, which is a lot more than a long-term uh, rent uh, or rental as an example. But really, it's going to be the guest profile. So a guest profile oftentimes are going to be professionals that are temporarily there for whatever reason. And, you know, they need a, a place for like the first one to six months until they get settled, until they move into their new house, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that guest profile is definitely great. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, are you looking for a reliable contractor for your next Burr multifamily conversion or flip project? Somebody who understands how to work with investors and also real estate investing itself. I've personally partnered with Lee Polak from Wise Construction. We're actively doing many projects together in Hamilton and Welland. So things like smaller three and four unit conversions and also some larger buildings where we're converting 
some large empty commercial spaces into residential units. And it's always been important to meet a partner and hire a contractor who does not only high quality work, but is on time and on budget. And it's also a huge bonus that they have their own in-house trades employees and a warehouse full of building materials so that they can avoid the many labor and material shortages that we hear about often these days. A good project done on time, on budget, and with high quality work will be key to the success of your Burr multifamily conversion or flip projects. So to connect with Lee from Wise Construction, text or phone him at 416-525-5951. Again, that is 416-525-5951. And now back to the show. Number five, why I like midterm rentals as my new favorite rental strategy, the ability to do direct bookings. And yes, you can do this with short term, sure. But I think um, there is going to be even more of an opportunity with midterms because there's a lot of companies out there. There is a lot of um, relocating companies that help executives, uh, corporate executives and so forth, find a temporary place to stay while they start their new job and move from different countries um, or, you know, maybe within the same country, just a different area. So, you know, calling those companies, calling those corporations um, and offering them your units if they're nearby, calling hospitals, you might have some nurses or, you know, different healthcare professionals needing a place to stay temporarily. Maybe they are coming for, you know, a few months at a time as an example. Um, so there's definitely the ability to build those connections and have direct bookings versus just relying on a platform like Airbnb or VRBO. And I'll tell you the platforms on Airbnb and VRBO right now it's getting saturated. It is time to pivot. It is time to set yourself apart. If you're just relying on Airbnb and VRBO right now, and you are not actively working on direct bookings, uh, it will bite you at some point because there is, you know, even this past year, like um, a lot more renters, uh, rentals uh, or, you know, properties on those platforms. And, you know, they are, the demand is not drastically more. If anything, it's probably gone down a little bit. So this is going to be an opportunity to use midterm rentals and to find your direct bookings and start making those connections with healthcare, with corporations that are in that area. Maybe, you know, if you're in a specific city, figure out who the top 10 largest companies are for that area that you're in, reach out to HR, figure out, you know, if there's ever a need for somebody to stay, you know, one to six months at a time, if they have that need, if they've come across that, but also your network, um, your realtors that, you know, many of them have um, clients who are looking for something temporarily. Maybe there's a month or two in between the house they bought and the house they sold. And maybe there's, you know, contractors that, you know, who can offer the service as a perk to their clients so that the clients have a nice place to stay in between, you know, the time that they're creating a lot of dust in the house by using that contractor. Um, maybe the contractor can put it into their offerings uh, as a perk. And so, you know, tap into your network because there's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of people that have the need, but if you don't share it, you don't talk about it, it may not ever come across uh, your desk. But, you know, literally I had a conversation with my realtor yesterday and she's like, you know what? I actually had somebody who wanted a place for like four to six months, um, couple, they were looking to purchase their house, had just sold theirs, they're looking for their new one, but nobody would want them for that four to six month period because they also had a pet. Well, now if you allow pets, your place is furnished and you're welcoming those guests, like they were able to, they wanted to pay more. 
and so just having those conversations so that people know that you've got service and you've got the midterm rental uh, opportunity for those guests is going to be critical. So tap into your network. Number six reason why I like midterm rentals is my new favorite rental strategy. There's less wear and tear in my opinion, um, less wear and tear than short term. And I actually think less wear and tear than long term for many, many reasons, because the furniture is already there. Usually your guests are homeowners and they're probably, you know, a little bit more careful because they want to make sure that they, uh, you know, whether you booked it through a corporation or whatnot, that you have a good relationship with them. Um, but I don't find that the wear and tear, because I do short term, I do long term and I, I do midterm. And I find that the midterm rentals that I do actually have less wear and tear overall. And some of the mid short term, I do, I do a lot of like cottage stuff and you know there's definitely a lot more wear and tear with cottages where they're for two three days at a time they're probably a little bit more rough they're probably drinking a little bit more um, but the midterm renters or the midterm clients I should say are likely more professionals that need a you know a desk to do their zoom calls into the conference calls and they are you know likely going to work at the same time and so they're not really there the entire time at your unit like short term maybe um, and from a, you know, uh, wear and tear perspective, uh, you can also ask for a deposit, like a damage deposit, if you really wanted to, just like they would with short term. Uh, so that helps as well. So if there's any damage, you can use that damage deposit, which you can't do for long term. Number seven, um, based on, you know, what I've been doing in the last few years, it's definitely less hands-on and less management intensive than a short term rental, right? Because there's less cleaning. You're only really cleaning uh, in between guests, there's less coordination, uh, and there's also less costs for replenishments. We set up, you know, the replenishments in the very beginning with X amount of rolls of toilet paper, X amount of rolls of hand paper, soaps, etc. If they use it and it's done, they are responsible for buying replenishments for themselves, uh, as we do not offer replenishments for midterm rentals. So you're saving a little bit of money on that as well. Um, but overall, you know, those are the seven reasons why I like this strategy as the new favorite strategy that I've, I've been doing a lot of now. And if you want to know more, check out midtermrentalproperties.com. There is a full course on this as well. It is seven modules, 90 minutes each with tons of information, all of our documents that we use as well. And if you are interested in talking to us about how you can list your properties, your units on the midterm rental strategy. We are bringing guests to investors. We are actually, I have a team of salespeople who are actively calling, building into our network and talking to people about what we're doing. And so as we have guests, we are going to allocate them to our students as well as whoever has their properties listed on, their, on our site. So we're actively making calls, making dials, um, but I think this is the next great strategy. It is, you know, that's that nice spot in between long-term and the lack of control with long-term uh, and the lack of cash flow with long-term. And it is also that sweet spot between when you look at short-term, there's a lot of bylaws coming. Um, again, I'm not an accountant, but there's HST implications to short-term. Uh, and so talk to your accountant about that. I think midterm is that nice piece in between where you still have the control, you still have the cash flow. And you have the ability to really, you know, not rely on sites like Airbnb and VRBO, but be able to tap into your network and tap into your own connections or direct bookings. 
So I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. And if you like these solo episodes as well, let me know. And don't forget to check out the new site, midtermrentalproperties.com. Thanks very much for tuning in. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larvey. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.